Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wise Men Say Hull City Podcast Episode 2 with me, Alex, and my co-host, John. Hello, everyone. Good evening. Um, And yeah, we just wanted to say a big thank you to all the listeners of Episode 1. We're really enjoying uh, doing the recording and hopefully we can continue uh, spreading the the good vibes and continue this good feeling we've got around the club. Um, so yeah, so tonight we're just going to have a quick review of um, obviously the two games that have happened since we've recorded episode one. So a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. Um, we'll talk a bit about um, transfers, Hull City Alphabet, as we did last week, uh, Woody's answers this week rather than Woody's questions. And then we're going to go through some talking points and then we're going to give our predictions for the next two games. So, John, how are you feeling? Had a good week? Yeah, I've had a great week. Thanks, Alex. Um, especially considering the fact that I work really close with two Leeds fans. Ah, so, brilliant. They were sort of implementing a little bit more social distancing this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a great week. I, I like the, uh, the way you said about the positive vibes. Yeah. There really is that feel-good factor about the club. And... I feel like the results and the performances have started to emulate that. And I think our podcast has really come at a good time as well. Yeah, could not agree more. I also um, work with a Leeds fan. And uh, it's it's been a while since um, we've had any bragging rights whatsoever. Definitely. Uh, and uh, rather pleasantly surprised that we got our predictions wrong, both of us, for the Leeds game. Um, yeah, definitely. It's good to be. It's good to be wrong in that context. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, do you want to take? Shall I take the Gillian game to start with, or do you want to take that one? 
Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, you can take the joining game if you like. I'll, I'll jump in. Um, yeah. And go from there. Yeah. So I think. Um, yeah, we, we'd probably we'll, we'll both do the Leeds game because I think that deserves like you know a lot of praise. Yeah, um, definitely. We spend a bit of time on that. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, let, let's. Um, we'll start with the Gillingham game then. So, uh, so I'll start with the uh, starting eleven if you want. Yeah, so we had we had Ingram in goal, which um, is a talking point that we'll go through. I'm sure. Um, Emmanuel right back, uh, Burke and Devise centre half, Fleming left back, uh, and then two the two holding midfielders I'd say. So you've got Doherty and Smallwood, uh, and then like a sort of free, like sort of attacking midfielders you might say in Wilkes, Funnyman, and Lewis Potter. Uh, and then McGuinness up front. So, goals for McGuinness and Lewis Potter in a 2-0 win. Um, and, you know, really importantly for me, uh, a clean sheet. Um, we spoke a lot about that, didn't we, um, last week? Uh, and we have done for a long time in regards to being difficult to beat. Um, and to go away from home... Um, like we mentioned, a big point of, about them being no fans, but still to go away to Gillingham, who uh, who I've sort of I've heard had a quite a decent season at home, um, and were very difficult to beat at home all season last season. Uh, to go and grab a two 0 win at the start of the season, I think is is excellent. Yeah, definitely, and um, I, I like the way that obviously we got the early goal and. Usually when, you know, you get your sides that are relegated and the look that seems to be going against them constantly, it usually works either way. Like, you'd, yeah. if you were sort of being a bit pessimistic, you'd think, oh, Gillingham might get the early goal and, and we all think, here we go again. And it goes yeah. from there. But instantly, um, Lewis Potter showed some really good movement to get on the end of it yeah. and, and get the goal in. And it sort of set a little bit of momentum there. Gillingham were, were pretty poor, but... You can only beat what's in front of you, and we didn't really come out of second gear, in my opinion, especially judging by the game that we're going to talk about next. But we still managed to get a comfortable win with McGuinness getting on the goal as well. And um, just wanted to jump in on when you said about the formation as well. It was a really good start in eleven, but for me as well, it kind of looked like I know Bernsey tweeted about McCann four three three again. But it kind of looked like a four-two-three-one variation, like you said about the three attacking midfielders. It was more of a those two wide players, um, which I believe were were uh, Lewis Potter and and Wilkes, sort yeah, of came right, in a yeah. little bit came in a little bit deeper to pick the ball up, and it just gave Honeyman the opportunity to play more of a role where he could influence the game, which he did superbly, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree, and like I think. This is the system that I think McCann favours, and I think he was trying to get to last season. But um, I don't think I think the roles of Doherty and Smallwood are so key here, because if you play two holding midfielders, um, you're kind of relying on a having four flexible um, players up front. Um, or, or wing forward, you might say, but also the fact that one of them's going to have to help out and get involved in the attack at some point. Um, and I thought, I think Smallwood's going to hold um, more naturally, and I think Doherty's going to do a bit more of your box to box work by the sounds of it. Um, 
different by the looks of it. But I was very impressed with 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 everyone, but in particular the player that you mentioned, Honeyman. Um, yeah, I think should we just talk a little bit about him because um, he really, really ran that game. I think. Um, yeah, and, and he sort of was making little jinking passes, one twos, uh, getting the fullbacks involved, uh, sticking some tackles in, defending from the front. Um, yeah, very impressed with him. Like I think, like I've talked about this before to you. Like I always thought, if there was a, like a league between the Prem and the Championship, there'd be a lot of players suitable for that. But if there was a league between League One and Championship, I think Honeyman would boss it. Like, yeah, I think, I think he would. I think he's got the potential in him to be a Championship player, but League One, he he should rip. Yeah, very similar to McGuinness in a way. McGuinness should be, and Eve should be really tearing this league up this season. Um, Good for McGuinness to get a a goal on there straight away as well on his record. But you're completely right about Hoeman. He really influenced the game. He started the season well. He obviously looks in decent shape and like he always is really. He's always been a really good runner. Um, but it's just about him showing his quality as well in that league. Uh, like you said, he ran the game. And and the fact that we have Doherty and Smallwood sitting there allowed Honeyman to be a little bit more attacking the, the opposition goal, really, rather than chasing and pressing. And that came into it as well with the two wide players <clears throat> because we had sort of um, Wilkes and, and Scott, who, all credit to McGuinness, but when, when he played left, wide left, and Neves was playing up front, or whoever else was playing up front. McGuinness's natural instinct is to to be a bit further forward, right on the back four. Whereas, um, so then obviously your two CDMs just had to either go a little bit longer or would try and pass it into Honeyman, who was ineffective on his own, and it would lose the ball. And then obviously you've got three players taken out of the game straight away, and then they're on they're on to us. Whereas Lewis, um, sorry Scott and Wilkes managed to to drop, uh, come nice and wide and, and give options to Doherty and Smallwood. That, in turn, opened up a little bit of space down the middle for Honeyman and he could join in with the attack. So the, the actual system and the patterns of play looked so much better. And I know we're in the league below. Um, it just seems like we have a well-drilled team in terms of our patterns of play now. Mm. And we'll come on to this in a bit, but I also noticed more so in the Leeds game, but the referees seem to be a bit different at this level. So, like, in, in more so in the Leeds game, but a few in the Gillingham game, I thought, oh, God, he's dived in there. Um, and, like, you know, some tackles that were a bit crunchy. Yeah. And I thought, oh, God, he has a through free kick and almost probably a yellow card here, but the ref just sort of waved him off. And I, I like that. Do you know what I mean? I, I like I like if you win the ball for me, um, you know, it's fair game, isn't it? So, yeah, definitely with that control. I mean, yeah, if yeah. you think back to a few years ago when we played Villa and, and obviously Grealish was playing for the opposition, you, yeah. you wouldn't have a chance to stop start all the time, wouldn't it? Free kick to Villa. Yeah, but like both games, I thought, yeah, yeah. And they get a lot of stick referees, but I thought both referees in both games kept the game flowing and, and sort of added to the entertainment. I think, you know, that for them to, maybe without the pressure of the fans, to sort of can concentrate on giving the correct decisions more and um, and stuff like that. So oh. I think that's that's something to learn from. And also, yeah, definitely, especially yeah. with the new away team, it, it really sort of made it a lot more neutral. 
Yeah, definitely. And yeah, just a, a quick one on um, their manager. Is it what's his name? Is it Steve Evans? Steve Evans. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was really disappointed in what he said after the game because he sort of he was a bit bitter, I think. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to quote him, but didn't he say something like, uh, "Well, you know, we we will we're buying the league or something like that." Well, he, he obviously. It, we know the type of character he is anyway. He tried mm. to butter us up a little bit before the game, you know, saying, oh, yeah. fuck this league, da-da-da. And he just seems to be one of those managers, really, that has a lot to say, but he always seems to find himself in a job somewhere in the league, so obviously he must have something about him, but um, really he's just trying to get, you know, a little bit like of... Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the type of, of character he is, and that's probably why... He, he does all right in sort of the professional football environment, really, because he's a character and he sort of talks his way into jobs as well as out of them, it seems. Yeah, like I, I'd prefer, like, I like a manager who, who can say, do you know what, fair play. Do you know what I mean? You beat us fair and fair. Yeah. Because it's not like, you know, we cheated or anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's, it's a class thing, isn't it, really? And he sort of yeah. does have a, a bit of a lack of class, but there are plenty of managers that would, you know, give, you know, due respect and then, and, and respect the opposition as well because McCann's had to deal with a lot at the club. And obviously, we've we've, we've criticised him, but we've also you know had a bit of sympathy with the with the transfers. I mean, if we look at our net spend, then Steve Evans shouldn't really complain because we we've had a lot of players leave and we've had to make do with a lot of free transfers and, and yeah. things like that. So we've yeah. we've made some really shrewd signings and. I think we've just been clever. I don't think there's anything yeah. about the league. Yeah, exactly. And I think for him to say it's like, oh, like, oh, they'll spend big and win this league, I think he's rather uneducated of him. Yeah, I mean, especially when you know we'll we'll see what happens in the future. But at one point this week, it looks like we're going to be outbid by Peterborough to to get to a signing. So yeah, that yeah. says a lot about where we're at, doesn't it? Yeah, so yeah, definitely not the case by the league. But I think again, he's just looking for those bites and then. But the, the great thing well, about he got it is, yeah, and the the great thing is, it's one of those where oh, I'm sure really that the the all the the team, uh, you know, the professionals, so they're not really looking at it. But on the return fixture, it's like, well, there's your team talk, lads. You know, yeah, that's a bit of bite, doesn't it? So yeah, um, and I, I think that will be a lot, a lot stronger next time we play them as well. So we'll, you know, obviously be well seasoned in, and hopefully we keep this momentum going. So yeah, great result. Yeah, very happy with that. Three points, clean sheet, job done. Yeah. Shall we move on to the absolutely, well, I'm, I'm going to say shock for me, but um, yeah. delight, delightful shock um, that we, that we, uh, that we, the game against Leeds. Oh, definitely. I think we, we, we certainly should. I mean, yeah. uh, again, we both, we both made the predictions, but I think that was based on the fact that we played in a, a couple of cup competitions already and we had a good result in the league. But we sort of envisaged McCann picking a lot of the and starting a lot of the under-23 players. Yeah. However, it was great to see the starting lineup when it came out. And I, I, know, I don't know about the Leeds fan you work with, but the Leeds fans I work with had said about them playing a weakened team and all this, but there were certainly some, some pretty good players in that starting lineup for Leeds as well. So it was a really good competitive matchup on paper. Um, yeah, they had two young centre-halves playing, but, you know, you had the likes of Alioski playing, a you know, championship player. Obviously, 
looking to try and maybe get into the team if he can. But there's some, there was, I mean, Rodrigo, their, their record signing, starting up front. So, yeah. again, uh, it's, it's not... not as if yeah, we, we, did, we rested our centre-halves as well. In fact, yeah. the full-back four was different. So, yeah, yeah. Shall I go with the starting lineup? So, yeah, yeah, um, and just yeah. If you go through that, and um, just quick mention of the facts as well that Leeds had a a former Real Madrid keeper playing for them. So you know, I've got that to think about as well. Yeah, and like yeah, and I think, um, like mentioning what I spoke, I spoke about last last week with Bielsa, he'll be fuming with that. I think that we definitely that we won. So yeah. Ingram in goal. Same formation um, for me, four two three one. So the back four again completely changed from the Gillingham game. Coyle at right back, who was captain on the night. Um, who I think we should talk about him a lot in a minute. Yeah. Um, Alfie Jones at centre half with McLaughlin, and I, I want to talk, I want to talk quite a bit about Alfie Jones as well. Um, being a centre half by trade myself. Um. So yeah, uh, Ingram and goal. Coyle, Alfie Jones. McLaughlin, Elder at left back, Doherty and Batty, the two holding midfielders, um, Scott, Honeyman and KLP as like your yeah, sort of attacking midfielders, wing forwards type role, and a slightly more central role for Wilkes, um, where he played he played the sort of the number nine role, the the sort of centre forward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, where do you want to start with this? Um, <laughs> well, it, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Um, and we could probably start away from the goalkeeper and went forward a little bit, like you went to the team out. Uh, Ingram, again in goal, so he's kept that consistency there. And what I've done is sort of compared the two teams and written in sort of the, the, the backup players to show a little bit of squad depth. Yeah. And the only, player, the only position I haven't done that for is for goalkeeper. Um, because Ingram's come in and, you know, he's doing all right and... You know, clean sheet in the league, um, and I just uh, I still think we may need a goalkeeper for the long term, just because of the George Long situation or what you know whatever's happening there. But Ingram's doing well at the minute, and he's coming in and he's you know he's trying to keep his place, which I think is great. It's just maybe then after a while trying to keep him motivated and push him. So maybe bringing in a younger goalkeeper to sort of look at the the football league experience of Ingram and. See if we can sort of develop there, but we've also obviously, we've obviously got a couple of goalkeepers in the academy coming up, which I know McCann will be fond of. But Ingram's mm-hmm. performance um, was again nice and solid. It was great that he was behind a, a new back four. Yeah. Whether they you know, obviously trained a lot together, I don't know, but obviously to have McLaughlin in front of him, and and I know Jones is obviously he's played quite a few games, but. It's a new pairing, so just to have that organisation and an experience behind them in Ingram was was pretty positive for me. And um, yeah. yeah, what are your thoughts on Ingram? Yeah, well, I, I was um, I was really pleased with Berthy's performances. To be fair, um, and what what struck me most about um, about Ingram, um, like I say, he's performed well at both game. In all honesty, in the Leeds game, he didn't see the ball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? The was, thing he did was it was quite it was quite bizarre, wasn't it? He had like one shot on target to face and you know the first shot on target came in something like the eighty second minute. Mm. It was uh, it was really bizarre, the performance. Yeah, but um, so, the, 
when when he did have the ball in terms of like the defenders passing to him, what struck me is the belief um in, in not just Ingram but in also the defenders. Um so like the obviously McCann's like a purist as I mentioned last week and he wants the goalkeepers, you know, a bit like you know, have the same sort of philosophy as, as um Guardiola when it comes to like keepers, like the keeper needs to be a footballer. Yeah. Um, and like there was one point where I think we passed it back to Ingram and like ninety ninety percent of the keepers would have launched it, but um he looked for his centre half. Like he had like three Leeds players chasing him down and the like the, I think it was Alfie Jertons or McLaughlin. Like they they had a bit of pressure on him, but McGann's obviously instilled that belief that we need to play football. Um, yeah. And we did it very well. And his distribution was excellent for me. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if this is because of his persona or because he had the shots face against Leeds, but he does look very composed and very cool. It doesn't look like he breaks a sweat. So yeah. he looks like quite, a, modern, yeah, quite good. a modern keeper to me. Like, yeah. But we've still with like not he's not lost the ability to like make a good save and shot stop. Um yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which is important, like you get from your more traditional keepers, you know, like uh, uh, what's what's the word for it? Like, uh, like in control of your area as well. Like, yeah, yeah. So, um, very, well, very composed, very happy with Ingram at the minute. Yeah, in terms of the goal, it was quite close range, wasn't it? The finish. It was just a bit of a, a shame that we just couldn't hang on. Really, I think it's maybe. Yeah. more down to the experience of the players that were on the pitch at the time but I, I can't really blame Ingram for the finish you know it wasn't in at his near post yeah. it, you know it didn't, didn't drop a clanger and then it, they tap it in so I can't he really blame to be fair like he didn't yeah. you know what I mean he, he couldn't have saved that I don't think yeah so it'd be unfair to criticise him really so he's done really well I agree yeah um, so where do we'll we go, go next I, I think we should go to Coyle yeah know. yeah yeah um, captain on the night and played like it as well. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about this because you don't really see um, the fullback being the captain these days. Um, the what the only one that I can think of, um, and if you can think of any, let like please like join in. But I, I as Pilaquetta of Chelsea, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't think of many others, certainly in the top flight. Um, yeah, really. Since like obviously Gary Neville's back at you know thinking way back at you, but but yeah, um, he, yeah, he was just he, he he led. I think the passion of his leading his hometown club out on his debut, but also that that other side of the coin of facing the, the team that brought him through uh, on his first game for his his newest team was a big big moment for him. Yeah, and for him, to be fair. Yeah, but he, he handled it very well. That, that's got to be, there's a lot of emotions going through his head there, isn't he? Yeah, and I think it, it sort of, I don't want to skip the whole game, but it did maybe come into play with a penalty. I just think there's a lot there on him. And we mentioned last week about the, the City sort of having that expectation of him and that it being the poster boy, really. Um, so there is there was a lot on his shoulders there, and I sort of had that feeling that the penalty miss might have been coming. But I just don't want that to take away anything yeah. from his overall performance because his his performance was really solid. He showed a lot of passion. I felt like he did really, really well. And especially because Emmanuel had done well the week before, it, it just gives us a lot of healthy competition at right fullback. 
yeah, definitely. There's a there's a lot of things you mentioned there which will all do you know what I mean? It'll all be playing on his mind. And I thought, you know, he's shut that all off and he's just he's played an absolute blinder, I thought. He's, yeah, I think if you'd have played was spot on, positioning was spot on. Yeah. And his going forward was spot on as well. Um Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think really, if you'd have really happy with that. Minutes, um if you play the thirty minutes extra time, he'd have carried on doing exactly the same thing. It was one of them where the penalty, everything stopped, everything slowed down, and that's when the mind can catch up with you. But if he'd have just concentrated on playing and, you know, we'd have played for an extra half an hour, I'm sure he would have carried on being as terrific as he was. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, I think, what, what was I going to say? I hope, um, I hope McCann's just put his arm around him and said, look, the penalty is just a penalty and, like, it, it doesn't mean anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, because it, yeah, it didn't we? So it don't yeah. matter. I hope he's put his arm around him and said, "Look, forget about that. You had a storming game. That was, that's what you should be focusing on." Because anyone can miss a pen on the night, can't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a lottery in it at the end of the day. I mean, we won. We won the 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 shootout. So there's nothing really to think about there. Yeah, definitely. Can we just talk a little bit about? Um, I want to talk about Alfie Jones because. We obviously mentioned last week that um, we think that Burke and Devise is arguably best centre-half partnership in the league. And I think when it when it comes to the league, I think them two will start again. But I just wanted to yeah. talk about this, lad, because I watched, when I watch football, um, whenever I play football, I generally play centre-back. Um, I'm six foot one. I'm not, I'm not very strong, but I've always just played centre-half. Um, sort of got stuck in and that's where I feel most comfortable playing um, so whenever I watch football I tend to watch the centre-halves quite closely because obviously I know I yeah. kind of know where to be positioned and stuff and this guy I thought had an absolute blinder um, he was what I described so I talked about Ingram being a modern goalkeeper I think this guy's a modern centre-half and he reminded me a lot of when we um, sort of you know when we first signed Maguire um, yeah, and when he first started playing, like obviously he was composing the tackle, um, and sort of did all his defensive duties adequately, um, you know, interceptions, headers away, and stuff like that. But um, it was when he was on the ball that he impressed me the most because he he never seemed to put a pass wrong. Yeah, um, and he he was finding the right pass and he was playing through balls. Um, spraying the ball about and little jinky one twos, uh, got found the keeper when he needed to. And I just I really enjoyed watching him play. To be fair, and I thought um, they sort of all the younger lads played a bit like they'd played for years. Yeah, um, I mean, and I think because yeah. like a, a lot of the Leeds fans online were saying, "Oh well, you know, we've played a lot of youngsters." Um, but then, like the average side, the average age of of the sides was actually Leeds was slightly older than us. Um, mm, Leeds was in it about over 20, 23, and I think we were under twenty three in terms of yeah twenty two. So, yeah, so yeah. Like, well, yeah, what do you think? Did you enjoy watching him play? Yeah, I mean, a few years ago there was a term branded around. Um, just obviously the false nine term had been around a while, but there was this false five term that yeah. was given to the lack of. Um, PK and Matt Hummels and these centre-backs who would then step the ball forward and try and break lines and and 
dictate the 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 beginning of the attack in a way. And yeah. Alfie Jones tried to sort of emulate that style of play. And yeah. it was quite pleasing, like the comparison to Maguire, really, that he began that the ball rolling without the pun, but um, he sort of got it going, really. And it was really, really pleasing to see a really strong debut, and like another strong debut right, right next to him, because it's not like, you know, he had all of these first-team players around him who all knew each other, knew how each other played. He was stepping in for a, a full debut sort of next to next to Coyle and, um, and you know, having his having his work out for him as well against a, a, like a Leeds record signing. So he had to be good on both sides of the ball and he was really good. Yeah, I think, like, you, you could argue that, um, well, let's put it this way, um, Leeds, obviously, two levels above us, obviously had a lot of quality on the pitch and they can't see otherwise. Um, but the the way we beat them, we outmatched them in work rate, we outmatched them in passion and composure, and we just wanted it more. Um, and like I say, we, we, we looked like we was a team that had played together for years, um, and they just they had sort of older heads on younger bodies, and they were like I was really, really impressed. I really enjoyed watching the game, to be fair. Yeah, I'll be very interested to see, obviously, if one of the two centre-backs get, get injured, and more so Beck, with him being a right-sided centre-back, and to see what happens there, or if Jones breaks into the team naturally, and to see what would happen there. Um, the because the other very- option, of course, being, um, if, you know, we spoke about flexibility of McCann last week, didn't we? Yeah. Um, if he wanted to play free, I reckon... Burke, Devise and Jones in a free. That's quite naughty, that, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Especially with naughty. the depth. <laughs> Especially with the depth of uh, McLaughlin and, and Greaves as well, yeah. But Jones has actually played a little bit as a CDM as well. So, yeah. fact, uh, I think that's where that ball playing side comes out of. And you'd seen it with the likes of Eric Dyer, those players who have played centre-back, Declan Rice um, as well. Yeah. Play with CDM, they can play centre back, and I think that links him with that modern style of player, really, that you mentioned. Yeah, but like Cambiasso, he sort of started it off, didn't he? Yeah, like everyone's <laughs> like, you can't put him at centre half, he's like five foot one, but like he's, he's obviously decent, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, okay. move on to McLaughlin, is it? Yeah, um, again, I didn't really have. Like Alfie Jones, I was more impressed with, but again, no, no, no one put a foot wrong, really. Don't think. Really enjoyed watching McLaughlin play. Um, I just feel like he again looked really confident. It's yeah. one of them where there's that much competition. You could almost forgive one or two of the centre backs coming in and being a little bit shaky, but he yeah. would open body up to receive the ball. The, you know, the play out from the back, he'd, he'd give the ball back to keep confidently. And for such a young lad as well, you know, he could be thinking, this is my chance here. Especially with a league game coming up and then West Ham next week. He's got to be thinking, you know, I've got to take my chance when I can because I've been out on loan. We've got a, a plethora of centre-backs. I need to do well. And he, he did. I mean, he matched um, his opposite number as well. He worked well with his partner, uh, Jones, and he worked well with Elder on the left. Yeah. And just... Again, it's that style of play McCann's trying to implement. He he really did rise to that. Yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree more. I think everyone played the part. 
Yeah. Like, it was a, as well. Back to it, but it's just the togetherness. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do you know, they look like come, look like they were just a group of mates, like playing hard together to win. Uh, yeah, the experience important, isn't it? And I just yeah. thought it was a bit interesting that McLaughlin started over Greaves just to see where McCann sort of had everyone in his head. Yeah. Um, uh, to see what his, his, his sort of best or his sort of ranking of, of the defenders were because a lot yeah. was a lot being said about Greaves as well and there must be a little bit of pressure there from like sort of like the whole Daily Mail and stuff saying, you know, hometown lad as well. But McCann's obviously got a little bit of an idea in his head of who is ranked where really and or maybe I'm reading too much into it and maybe as the season goes on with the amount of games he's got, he's planning to to, to use them in and he doesn't want to throw Greaves in too quickly because McLaughlin's played them maybe a little bit more senior football. Who knows? Yeah, I, I think that's probably right because we've got, there's a lot, there's it's obviously going to be a long season ahead. We don't know what's going to happen with the games and these games are going to come thick and fast. Um, you know, As McCann said, he loves that term, doesn't he? Thick and fast, McCann. He yeah, loves thick that. Thick and fast. Thick and fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So. Um, to sum up the game, we just we dominated Leeds. They barely had a sniff. Um, we scored a cracking goal through Wilkes. Uh, great finish, by the way. Um, lovely bit of interplay up top there, and he just levered it in with his left boot, didn't he? Bang, bosh. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was good team as a nine, wasn't it? Yeah, like I didn't see that coming. Did you? No, it wasn't until McCann said afterwards that he'd played there when he was on loan at a few different clubs and it was actually under McCann where he first tried him out wide. I had no idea that Wilkes was traditionally a number nine. So um, it was really good to see how how we've just got a bit of extra options there and something different. Obviously, we've got Scott, KLP, Wilkes... I mean, McGuinness to a certain extent, who can all play as a centre forward and can play as an inside forward or wide, wide as well. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's uh, things are, are looking good, and yeah. you know, at, when we conceded, um, we conceded to a, right, a bit of a scrappy goal from a corner in pretty much like the last minute of the game. I thought, do you know what? We didn't deserve that. Um, no. But like credit to him. Because the Reds didn't drop for the penalty. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Given our average age, we could, and I think the average age of the the finishing team was probably a, a lot younger than the starting one. We yeah. could have very easily gone on and lost that game, especially last season. You think oh, we couldn't hold on, and then you walk off the pitch defeated and think, well, what happened there? But really, well, you know, credit to them and, and this this culture that McCann's talking about and that mentality. And um, especially the young, I think the young lads coming in is a real boost because they're fearless as well. So they come in just all guns blazing, and that's what we need. Yeah, they all took pens, with, with, with the exception of Coyle, like we mentioned. But they all took pens like they were centre forwards. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and they just. I know. Like... My, my only worry was actually when Batty stepped up because he'd waited a long while before he volunteered to take his penalty. Yeah. I think I think Kiko Casilla took his penalty just before Batty's, and. Yeah. Uh, when you think about it that way, but I just remember sort of thinking as I was watching it, Batty's not stepped up yet. So, yeah. good to see him put his pen away because obviously he grew up in the Leeds Academy as well and um, it, I'm sure he'd been emotional like, for quite a few of them who um, came through the Leeds ranks. Yeah. 
So yeah, an all round like great game. But like you talk about body language as well. Like before the pens, like the city players just looked really relaxed and who were a bit like genie each other up. And I saw one of the coaches just go around and yeah, yeah, Tony Pennock, yeah, I could yeah, see that. He was, like, he was just like he seemed like he had the players' backs, and like he, he sort of the camera obviously switched over to the the Leeds players. And I think they thought, ah, oh, we've got this in the bag here. Like, they was all motionless. They weren't talking to each other, you know. And I think, you know, the body language says a lot there. But coming back to what I said earlier, Bielsa will not be happy with that. The man, the manner of it, more than anything. Um, record signing Moreno didn't get a sniff. He didn't have a bit of service, um, you know. And, like, we talked a lot last week about the winning habit. Um and with them two games, suddenly we've won two in a row. We've won three out of four. Um, and, like, that's got to be a confidence boost. It's got to be a good feeling around the club. And there's a bit of momentum there. Yeah, that's uh, the way you look at it. Yeah, and I was looking at Leeds fixtures. And Leeds have not got a pretty pretty set of fixtures coming up. Uh, yeah, they need to beat Fulham, uh, I think it's this weekend. And then, obviously, they've got some tough fixtures coming up. But they, they need to win. Uh, against Fulham to sort of get get some points on the board. Definitely. Yeah, and they they go into that having been beaten all all ends up. Admittedly, playing the second side, but the whole manner of of the of the defeat will will have rocked the Leeds camp. So yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, um, just a couple right. of mentions then, Alex. Sorry, um, but go on. Quick, quick couple of mentions to two Scottish lads, um, James Scott and Greg Doherty. I thought they were both. Outstanding uh, in the game. Really like yeah. the look of Scott and the way Doherty picks up the ball. Actually, I thought um, both of them played terrifically well. And also, then looking to um, the guys who came off the bench, Callum Jones again, who I've, I've spoken about quite a lot. I do rate him in centre mid. And Billy Chadwick, who, when I saw him against Gainsborough Trinity a few weeks ago, didn't have the best game. And we mentioned it last week. Then he came on and set Keen Lewis Potter up. But, you know, credit where credit's due, we came So, really pleased with those guys who came on. Finally, yeah. obviously, the new, new signing, making his debut, which I think we're going to talk about in a minute. Yeah, definitely. And um, all, all credit to McCann for giving these young players a chance. Um, and they're grabbing it with both hands. And it's it's enjoyable. Do you know what I mean? It's really, it really makes me happy as a fan. Do you know what I mean? Like it, nothing makes me happier than watching Hull lads and um, get through the academy and get into first team action. It gives gives hope to the to the young lads who are in sort of youth football now. It's something for them to emulate, isn't it? So yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. So yeah, do you want to talk about um, Mayer then or Ma- Maya Mayer? We'll go, I'll go for Maya, yeah. Um, yeah. So, obviously, uh, our new Austrian signing, honestly, it took me by surprise when McCann said there was a winger about to sign or a wide player, as he put it. I thought that was Randall Williams. And obviously, then this came out of nowhere. The old, you know, the the, the classic now then uh, announcement came out on Instagram. And I was thinking, who's that? Um, but. Mm. Had a little look at him, and he's yeah, 25 years old. Obviously, uh, a, a free agent from. I'm going to try and pronounce it. Austria. Go on. Lust- Lustenau, is that right? And um, Say it amongst 
Austria, Lustenau. Now say it again. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's had seven clubs. Uh, where his eighth club, he, he's been on loan quite a few times. But hopefully this is a move where he can settle in a little bit. And yeah. um, obviously a left-footed player, uh, playing on, on the right when he came on. Now, um, hopefully uh, one of the good friends from work is listening to this podcast. He said he's, uh, he's now going to become an avid listener, big Hull City fan. And he, he did text me during the Leeds game to say not to get too excited, but is he the Austrian Bowen? Which made me chuckle a little bit. Yeah, well, we both had a bit of a chuckle about it because I think yeah. he's alluded to the fact that sometimes us, us City fans can get a little bit carried away. So it was a bit tongue in cheek, but it was nice to see him actually come on and run at players, which um, which was really good, nice and positive. There were a few instances where I felt, and this could be a games thing, where his touch was a little bit off. So there was yeah. one who was quite. He was quite lucky. His first touch came away from him, but he managed to get a toe on it and then win the free kick. And then um, on, on the second instance, he was a little bit higher up the pitch. And again, he wanted to sort of turn, you know, take that ball and, and turn on the half half touch. And then he sort of got away from him again a little bit and it came all the way across to his right-hand side. So then he's having to almost come around the ball and, and cut in again. So it was a couple of times it happened. It got away from him a bit, but... Overall, I was pretty impressed with what I saw. And I think, you know, he's got to work to get in the team, but it's definitely improving the overall quality of our, our of our matchday squad. Yeah, I think he complimented the players on the pitch, to be fair, because um, he just matched them in terms of effort. Because um, like, I think everyone was putting a shift in. And I think, like, I don't think McCannell mind, because I, I noticed the, the sort of, the first touch as well was a bit off, like you yeah. did. Um, that that one in the um, in our own half that he got away with that that could have been dangerous. Um, yeah, because he sort of he sort of <laughs> he just sort of curled off him, didn't it? But um, yeah, but yeah, I agree. I think he looked he looked really nippy, and I think that'll give us a, a different option because um, Wilkes isn't isn't the fastest. He's got a bit of pace, hasn't he? Honeyman's quite he can run a bit. Um, Scott's got a little bit of pace, but I think this guy's uh, going to be our fastest player. Looking at him, looking at the squad, yeah. you make um, a good point there. Make a good point because it's again, it's that pace with the ball at his feet as well. Whereas yeah. Bill, sometimes it can you know, bob in front of him or come off his shin or or whatever when he's running with the ball. He needs to have it maybe in front of him so he can stride out. But in terms of yeah. dribbling speed. Maya's one of them players that looks just as fast with the ball at his feet as he does maybe without. So yeah, that's just I agree. only a couple of runs, but it's it's looking quite positive, really. I'd say more the Austrian Grisicki than Bowen. <laughs> well, we'd take either at the minute, wouldn't we? Yeah, definitely. But them two in League One, we'd smash it. But yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to see a bit more of him, to be fair. Um, he, he, he looked quite sharp. Um, just missing that first touch, but um, yeah, he looks sharp in terms of fitness and, and sort of pace. So yeah, like I say, a different option, and you know, a lot of headaches for McCann, which is really what you want as a gaffer, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, really happy with it. Right. As 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 yeah. shame as it is to move on, like because I could talk about this game for a full episode, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, shall we move on? Yes, let's let's move on. Is it the Whole City Alphabet next? 
Yeah, so that's we've pretty much covered the transfers, haven't we? Did yeah. we mention last week about Lopez leaving? Um, no, we didn't. We, we obviously maybe touched on the fact that he could be going. We weren't too sure of the situation, so we could touch on that if you like. Yeah, just a quick one. I think um, he came in for a lot of stick uh, from the fans. I think a bit unfairly. Um, oh, did I mention this last week? Because he swapped shirts at, at Wigan, didn't he? Yeah. And like a lot of fans, um, sort of like when he went, was like, "Wave, like see you later." And I thought that's a bit, a bit unfair. Do you know what I mean? He's a young lad, um, and like for me, like last season, he was if like arguably one of the best players, like one of the better players, shall I say, or like the best of a bad bunch, really. Um, yeah. And I, I always thought he put a shift in, and he gave us everything. Yeah, he played multiple positions, um, and he really, you know, I, f- I feel like he he did himself justice. And for sh- swapping shirts when you're in the down, yeah, it's not great, but I don't think it's, you know, it's it's forgivable. Do you know what I mean? What oh, sorry. Think? Yeah. Um, so again, the Silver Lopez. It's not like he's committed a crime, is it? You know, there's players who have left. Yeah. With a, a lot worse of a, a reputation in a way. I mean, it's not like you know, he's no Tom Ince, is he? Um, and and things like that. And Ben Arthur. So it's 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 a bit maybe a bit unfair, especially for such a young player. Uh, but what we what I will say is, you know, it could have maybe. It seems like the transfer was just a little bit weird. It was a bit like at this point he'll go anywhere. I think he could have kept himself. In a you know a championship club and, and done quite well, he had obviously a decent offer in America um, back in January, was it? But yeah, it was just a bit of a strange one for me really when he when he ended up going and you know he came in with his illness and it was just a bit of a strange way to leave the club. Um, but again, good luck to him and I hope his career does take off a little bit. It could be one of those lads again when you look at some of the players that we we've had who have gone on to do quite well. Um, yeah, sort of you know, like Michael Hector's and stuff, who's now playing the Premier League. These players who might not have, gave, you know, showed them best selves, but have, have gone on to do quite well in other clubs. It might be a case of that for him. I think he's got potential as a tidy player, um, especially thinking back to a few games. But the, the Chelsea game didn't look. We were obviously outclassed by a better side, but he didn't look completely out of his depth. And yeah, it was just a bit of a shame to see him go really because he he really would tear this league apart. Yeah, definitely I agree. And yeah, I echo you. I, I, I wish him well and good luck to him, you know. And also, um, we got like a decent bit of money for him. Um, I'm yeah. reading reports that we've got 1.8 mil. So we'll yeah. reinvest that. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Well, well, after the alums are pocketed, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll reinvest. Yeah. Can um, but we seem to be happens. making some decent business decisions, good signings. So uh, you know. Um, well, obviously, I trust. I've got a little bit more trust now. I mean, in us getting the players that maybe we needed is drop down to sort of rebuild and get the players in that way we could get. But yeah, we'll see yeah. what happens. We're not getting too carried away. Absolutely right. Should we do um, the whole city alphabet? Yeah, I absolutely love this. Uh, this yeah. is like uh, this is one of those ideas which I'm just all for uh, going through. You, know, you can find some absolute gems in the whole city alphabet. And I've taken yeah, and I've taken a bit, little bit of a leaf out of your book. I've gone in from like my main player, 
And then obviously yeah. you can go for yours and some of your mentions. And then I can sort of pick up then after that with any other notable mentions, really, because the letter yeah. B, after obviously we had A last week, the letter B seems to throw up quite a few players. Belting in it for B. Yeah. When, so, you start to, when you start to think, like, yeah. you look at them, you're like, wow, there's a good few, like, decent markers here. Yeah, definitely. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I, I sort of, I took the lion's share last week, and I so over to you. Okay, so, um, my favourite Hull City player of, well, not of all time, but but definitely growing up. Um, this guy was my hero. Uh, he is very closely linked to my letter A from last week. He played 70 games for the club and yeah. scored 24 goals. Uh, yeah. He was the first Hull City player to score a hat-trick at the KCOM Stadium versus Kidderminster in 2003. And in that season, 03-04 season, he had 18 goals. Um, absolutely fantastic player, lethal with Daniel Sop. Do you yeah. think you know who it is? Double B, Ben Burgess. It certainly is indeed. Ben yeah. Baird, Um He, what a player he was for us. Uh, yeah. Big striker and really looked up to him as a, I mean, even though I wasn't a, a, a centre forward, I just really loved Ben Burgess as a, as a kid, grow, uh, sort of uh, going to the games a lot. And he'd, uh, he'd ruptured his cruise ship versus Huddersfield um, and obviously got quite a horrific injury. So I, uh, I remember sending him a, a card, a Get Well Soon card to the, the stadium. Nerd. And he, he actually um, replied back with a, a signed photograph. Deep. And uh, it's still framed uh, at my mum and dad's house right now. Uh, it's just uh, to John, thanks to the card, Ben Bears. thought, really nice touch. You don't really get that from many professional footballers nowadays. I mean, obviously, you get a little bit, but if you have to write to them now, it has to go to almost go to the agent or it's, you know, it's a little bit more impersonal. So, um he didn't appear for quite a while after that until after we got promoted in League One. So he did play a couple of the games in League One, but testament to the man, he, he refused a, a, a promotion medal because he felt like he hadn't played a part in that season. Uh, he, he played in the he played again in the Championship when he returned with a goal. I think it was against Brighton. So he was a fantastic player for us. He only played 70 games. He only scored 24 goals. So the stats really don't, don't look amazing for him. But when you think about the, the partnership he had with Allsop and yeah. that reigniting that, that, that spark in the club in the Peter Taylor era, he was such an important player for us. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I think that Kidderminster game, I, think I was at that game, I think. Um, I, didn't, I didn't go to many games uh, that season, I don't think. Maybe a handful. But um, one of the first strikers that um, that I thought we had was really class. Because when I was younger, the only sort of strikers I can remember were like Dwayne Darby. Um, I remember him scoring, but a couple. But, um, yeah, like as a sort of young young adult or sort of... Uh, yeah, it's what, secondary school age, weren't we? I think. Yeah, like teenager maybe. Like when you start to like, you know... He, he, I remember him scoring some great goals. Didn't I? A real belting header. Can't remember who against, but like, <laughs> yeah. running about forty miles an hour off his bonds. But uh, yeah. Yeah. there was one goal. There was a. I'm sure there was like a Maradona on the byline, and um, everyone thought we were watching Berbatov instead of Burgess. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was a, what a player. Yeah, and he took yeah the partnership as well with Allsop outstanding. 
Yeah, notable mention now is uh, he's now a primary school teacher. So I've sort of tried to follow in his footsteps in a way with my career. Yeah. But, yeah, super I also I remember him scoring against us um, for Blackpool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, gutted, but um, that he scored against us, and we what we lost that day. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think he celebrated. He's not that sort of guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's a decent guy. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it was quite yeah. a yeah, upsetting time. That it's like uh, I don't yeah. know, seen it, but not celebrating for you, so it's okay, so it's fine. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I always, I hate it when they when they do that. That's yeah. why I've never forgiven Fraser Campbell. Or Leon Court, for that matter. Yeah, that was the worst one. He ran he ran down the touchdown like a chicken, didn't he? Yeah, past the East End. Yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I was fuming with that. It's not as if we like did him a disservice, did it? No. You know I mean, he yeah, went yeah. on like, Adebayor as well, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, who you got for your letter B, Alex? Yeah, this was a tough one. This was a tough one for me because the, the five players that I thought of who have played for us, um, I've, I've sort of thought of quite a few, but these are the five. Um, I won't mention them all because I'm going to let you have the lion's share. But the five I've got, including the, the man you mentioned, Burgess, are all like real quality. Um, but the 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 player I'm going to mention um, is is another like um, sort of hero of the club, you might say, um, in Nick Nick Barnby. Yeah. Um, because again, like it's like if you talk about Hull City, like you, we mentioned last week, you can't talk about you can't talk about Hull City without talking about Ashby. You can't talk about Hull City without talking about Bambi. Um, what a player for the club! Um, he was um, he joined us, didn't he? Um, when we was in at League One, I think. Yeah, joined us at League One. Yeah, he got we got promoted, didn't we? And then. I remember like, my granddad, who's passed away now, but he, um, he, we, me and my mum went to see him with my sister, um, and he's he was quite a joker. My granddad, he was a bit like a, like most granddads are. I think they just they sort of say stuff just for a laugh, and he he told he was telling us that Bambi signed for us, and my mum was like, no, no, don't be silly. What are you saying? Um, like don't wind us up. And then like he turned on the telly. Um, put on you know the old teletext and that. yeah yeah and and we had and like I couldn't believe it because yeah Sammy was playing in the prem wasn't it yeah England international uh, yeah. Nick Barnby uh, it was yeah crazy got a few stats here um 180 games yeah over, over the course of eight years um, yeah 2012 yeah what a player yeah 26 goals yeah and I think I think. Am I right in saying he's the scorer of our fastest goal of all time? Do you know that? Oh, it could could be the case. I, I, uh, I'd not found that out, so a good bit of trivia there, Alex. Uh, it was against Walsall, and I remember because I used to listen to quite a few games with my mum on the radio, and I remember this particular game, the coverage hadn't even started. And he'd already scored. <laughs> really? You know I mean? Like we turned the coverage on, and it was just like, yeah. <laughs> really? And I was like, "What's going on here?" And he was like, "Oh well, Bambi scored after six seconds." He was like, "What?" <laughs> Good start. Yeah, definitely. What a way to turn on the radio. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, um, cool. like what I loved about Bambi was not just um, his obvious quality, 
Um, he used to like make a lot of other players like the other players make him look an idiot for like some some of the passes that he played or some of the runs that he made and the play other players didn't find him. He was just like he was a level above a lot of players um, and significantly as well. So yeah, he was like, like that, wasn't he? He was a bit yeah. like a couple of steps ahead in his in his head than the other players were. Yeah, definitely. But also like his his passion for the game. Do you know what I mean? He won't like you know, he's, he's, Gary Lineker never got booked. Like Bambi loved a bit of a booking and that. Yeah. I mean he just sort of He'd he square would, he'd square up to anyone, wouldn't he? You know, six yeah. four centre half, he would square up to them, he wasn't bothered. Yeah, he just he just wanted to win the ball all the time and just wanted to be involved. Yeah. Um, and he just like what a what a great player. And what well, a great signing at the time, not just for his helping us get promotion again, but for also for all the young kids to be around as well. Yeah, like definitely. Professional. Um, and um, that's why I don't, I don't, like I say, I don't want to dwell on negativity too much, but like, I was really happy when he got the, the manager's job with us. Mm. Um, and like, the Allens like, mistreated that situation, um, I think, by just sort of getting rid of him, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it could have been, obviously, we, we ended up getting Bruce afterwards, but when you think yeah. about when he left, he'd gone to manage um, like Wake College and then uh, like West Willoughby as well, like um, the younger kids. Um, it's just a bit of a like waste of talent in a way because not not so much um, to obviously the the students and and the young kids around the area who got the benefit of hearing his wisdom, but he he clearly only wanted to manage us, and yeah. it was just a bit of a a shame for us just to dis well not us but the club to disregard him so quickly because. You know, his passion was to manage his hometown club, and he re- almost like really retired for it, didn't he? In a way, mm. and, yeah. and that was it for him. So it was a bit of an abrupt uh, and not not deserved ending for him, really. Yeah, because I, he definitely didn't deserve that. No. I, like like a lot of City fans, I think we all forgot because obviously we ended up with Bruce, and you know, you know what happened next. Do you know what I mean? Like. Um, yeah. Obviously, but like I've never, I'll never ever forget. Do you know what I mean? Like it's always going to be there for me that he, he got tread that way. But um, yeah, like I say, we want to keep it positive. So focusing on his career with us, eight years of real joy, happiness um, that he brought to the fans. Uh, big yeah. thank you to the Barn Beef for me. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, get him on the podcast at some point. Um, but that'd, yeah. be good. that'd be definitely good. Yeah. Right, do you want to read out the rest of your bees then? Yes, yeah, so in terms of that sort of uh, category of player who are, you know, great servants to the club, we've, we've also yeah. got Alec, Alex Bruce. Yeah. Um, Wayne Brown, two centre yeah. That would be a good pairing to get, wouldn't they? Yeah. There'd be a few fights there with the strikers. Um, yeah, but also just quickly, um, it, it'd have been perfect for that league in between the champ and the prem. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. He was, he was like quality in the championship, wasn't he? We wouldn't got up without him, but then... Didn't really work out for him in the Prem. Yeah, great partnership with Turner, yeah. But then, obviously, then in came like the likes of Zayate and Moyakolo and the likes. Um, but, yeah, and obviously, Anthony Gardner came in as well. And I think he started the first game. So He got um, bowled by Eski, didn't he, I think? Yeah. Um, so, we've obviously then got Robbie Brady. Yeah. Uh, who was, again, a great player for us. Nigel Pearson signing. And he's gone to do great things as well. Um, really talented player. And George Boyd. Yeah. Um again that, that 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 era of player where 
um, which seemed to just have some really, really good players who would then take us to the next level. Um, George Boyd was never a superstar, but obviously in, in League One, he, he seemed to have ripped up for Peterborough for quite a number of years and then made that step up eventually playing in the Premier League. So um, some good players there. And then obviously, how could we forget um, the the main man who was, or the star man, should I say, is Jared Bowen. Yeah. So he had a, had a little look at his stats as well. He played 124 games for us. Yeah. Scoring 52 goals. Uh, yeah. It was a, a bit of a shame, really, with his... I know, obviously, from a greedy point of view, I'd love to see him stay another year because he was 25 goals away from the top 10 all-time Hull City scorers. Um, and Dean Windass sits there at joint 10th at the minute. So if he could have got to his you know, 77 goals, he'd have been joint 10th top scorer, which is quite a feat for a, quite a breakthrough couple of seasons for him, really. Yeah. But it just shows how good he was. Yeah, and that, uh, good luck to him. To be fair, like, yeah, hopefully we see him next week. Obviously, for when we play yeah. West Ham, and, uh, obviously not not good luck during the game. But after that, hopefully, it goes on. And seen a few things on, like you know, your Paddy Powers and stuff, saying uh, you know odds to be in the England squad. So you know, hopefully, he has a really good season and he can be in that conversation. But it might come a little bit too soon for him. But we'll see. Yeah, really enjoyed uh, watching him play. To be fair, wicked left foot. Um, and again, like he, he was class. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I've got a couple of other ones. So we'll go for the blast from the past festival. So some of our older listeners, um, we've got Lee Bracey, for, former keeper. Yeah. Um, Not Gary Brabin. Yeah. No way. Uh, so yeah. You need the, you know, you need your nightclub door looking after. Uh, he will, he'll, he'll man it for you. We'll get Billy Bremer uh, on the door as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Billy Brem there. <laughs> well, yeah, you uh, you wouldn't mess about in that pub, would you? Nah. Um, you've got then. We've also got Bill Bradbury, who is the seventh all-time leading Hull City goal scorer. Nice. Uh, and he scored eighty-two goals in one hundred and seventy-eight games between the years of nineteen fifty-five and nineteen sixty. So you obviously had that longevity there, but for him, it was only five years that those eighty-two goals came. So you never know; we could always get those players that can come in and, and, and challenge those positions. I feel like the Wagstaff and Chilterns of this world are very good, going to be very hard to to sort of uh, knock off the perch. But there's a good record there from uh, Bill Bradbury. So, um, yeah. yeah, we've got And then finally, I thought we'd finish with a few flops. I know we don't try and dwell on the negativity, but there's just a few here that we can sort of have a little chuckle about, really. Yeah. Um, so, Michael Bridges, first of all. Yeah. Um, was it was, he came with a lot of Promise. Yeah. We were quite good. It didn't work for him, really. I don't think he was, um, he was injured, Ronnie, and I don't think he fully got a yeah. chance. Yeah, so it was a bit of a, obviously a bit of a shame um, for Bridges, but obviously coming with that kind of not reputation as such, but that expectation that he would come in and, and get us the goals. Um, yeah, I, I, put, I put John Bostock down because although he scored a fantastic debut goal for us against Swansea. He, his whole career really had that promise of he's going to be the next big thing, and it didn't really work out anywhere for him. He sort of, is he, I think he's back in England now, isn't he? Is he not on Forest? Is that? I don't know. But, I don't know. Um, he went to play in Belgium for quite a few years, and for someone who was really highly rated in that sort of Michael Johnson, uh, like uh, who was that Man City type category, obviously he didn't go as downhill as that. But you expected a really good. 
uh, English central midfielder there to, to come through. Uh, we've also got Hatem Ben Arthur. Oh God, yeah. Who was obviously on? Uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember that deadline day so well with the reporters on from Sky Sports News outside the training ground, and they're saying, you know, whole city are signing Gaston Ramirez and Hatem Ben Arthur. And I just remember thinking, what is going on? Like uh-huh. it's like a it's like a FIFA career mode, and we're just getting all these players in. But the excitement was there, but unfortunately, the effort and the work rate just wasn't. Yeah, poor, poor player for us. Yeah, especially the fact that obviously after that he went over to France and then got his yeah, move to yeah. PSG. It was just, it's crazy. Obviously, he's in Spain now, so. You know, still doing that thing where he can come and promise and maybe get himself a contract and then obviously disappoint thereafter, really. Not a great professional. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of, you know, well, this is this can divide opinions a little bit because a lot of people might say it's injuries. A lot of people might say it's professionalism. I know you're talking about gonna... now, and I'm going to disagree with you, I'm sure. Go on. Yeah, J- Jimmy Bullard. I love him. Yeah, uh, this will be a definite, I think, talking point. Uh, go on, what are your thoughts on Bullard? Um, do you know what? I reckon someone who's really, really, like, wacky, like, a bit, like, a bit quirky. Um, and for those of you that know me, a bit like me, like... Um, extrovert. Yeah, extrovert. And, like, doesn't take life too seriously. Like, I get that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But like, I I do think like probably if you if put our players on paper, you were you weren't near many better than Bullard on paper. Yeah, na- natural talent. Yeah. Um, definitely, it was obviously conversation of the England squad at yeah. that time. I uh, think, but um, just a bit unlucky with injuries. Um, yeah, just yeah, like I think yeah. I, I think a lot of it is that. Yeah, I think a lot of it is that. And I think when we came in with a £5 million bid at the time, I think Fulham were like, Get yeah. in. Thank uh, you yeah. very much. Yeah. It, obviously, it was a massive shame. It was West Ham, wasn't it, where the injury happened? And it was just really... I remember it happening to Caleb Fulham when he first signed for us. He, he got a bad injury. Bit it was our first million pound signing. Yeah, it was just like, oh, is this happening again? Yeah, um, it's happening again. <laughs> but I do think as well he didn't help himself in certain situations um, there was obviously rumours of training ground bust ups um, and also I think it was with Bambi as well uh, and obviously Bambi's got that hometown passion he didn't want to see anyone yeah. sort of dropping uh, he, there was that there's that element as well of he was coming in highest paid player by quite a long way so you know, don't challenge me. I'm, you know, you know, who do you think you are, sort of thing. You know, I'm the, I'm the, the guy here. Um, which uh, I think it's quite natural if, if there is that big gap in wages between you, you, you sort of big signing, marquee signing, and the rest of the squad. There will be a little bit of animosity naturally. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think the moments we saw him on the pitch, though, like if we, if, yeah. if he'd have played hundred games for us. He'd have been a club legend, I think. Yeah, I, I think. But twenty-three games. The as well. I, I love, I love Brown. I thought a great manager, but I think maybe a different manager would have got a little bit more out of Bullard and kept the dynamic a little bit better. Um, so I just didn't think that maybe helped because of 
I think Brown wanting to obviously be that uh, authority figure and then Bullard being the character he was. You know, you saw it with the celebration, didn't you, at Man City? Yeah. Um, and I don't think Brown likes that, um, being ridiculed. You can sort of, we can laugh it off of the camera and all this and say, oh, it's Jimmy, what Jimmy's like. But I think deep down there, he got a little bit embarrassed about it, uh, that sort of thing. And I think, I think uh, to be fair, um, just quickly, because I know we're like going on a bit here because we're doing quite a while, but like I think Brown lost the dressing room when he did that. I think that was the beginning of the end for Brown. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, no, sort of, yeah, one of the first sort of nails in the coffin, really. Yeah, like but... Bullard, like it was worth, like, I know, it must have cost a lot of money, but it was worth, like, having him at the club for these moments that we can talk about. Like, that is one of the talked about moments in all of football when, when you know, when you put bloopers on and stuff. Yeah. And it's like that moment where you had the players on the pitch. That is talked about in in all comedy f- of football, and you know when they did that, um, you know when they did the shirt reveal, and, yeah, yeah, and he like he just messed about like that is like I'm all about that. Do you know what I mean? Like and yeah, yeah, and like I think when he was playing his football, I think he took it seriously, but when he wasn't, do you know what I mean? Like he he just enjoyed life, and I can I can get that. Do you know what I mean? I can appreciate that. Yeah, it would have been really interesting to see where he sort of fits into this era, even, you know, 10, 12 years down the line, how we would fit into this era of footballs being as they are now, um, with the athleticism and that that goes with it. The professionalism as well. Yeah, so it would be really interesting to see how we fit in now, but definitely, you know, a character in the game. And I, I feel like he... Tom, in terms in terms of like a technician and natural talent, I've always got a lot of time for Tom Huddleston. Yeah, but he, he Bullard was very good at finding a pass as, as well. Definitely. Um, but I don't think we saw that at Hull City enough. Um, and there were there were times when I I felt really like he would attempt to pass and it might not come off, and that the, the KCOM would uh, would you know applaud and be like, oh, good vision though, you know, didn't quite get there. But then we'd see young Tom Kearney attempt something similar and there was the groans or, you know, there was the yeah. sort of got the got big man. Yeah. Yeah. So so I feel like Bullard maybe that didn't maybe didn't help the development of other players around him as well. But but like I say, um split opinions on it. But we'll yeah we'll 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 uh, we'll move on from there because like like you said uh, we've been we've been a while on the whole city alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just quickly gonna mention. You know, we talk about someone who will with both agree is a professional, George Boateng. Oh, how could we forget? Yeah, Boateng, yeah. He was he like top professional, I think. Um, really good signing. Yeah. Really good signing. Now, as I always like to do at the end, I'd just like to name a couple in the current squad. Bear, yeah. who we know is, um, for us, um, probably definitely one of the best centre-halves in League One right now. Yeah. And Batty, who I think... Um, I'm 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 enjoying Batty. Um, I think he's he can have a bright future if he keeps his head down. You know, keeps working. Yeah, out. yeah. He's got competition there, but we'll see how he gets on. And um, another another up and coming one from the under twenty threes, young James Berry. So hopefully we'll be tra- chatting a bit more about him later on in the season. Who knows? Yeah. Right. Do you want to quickly do um, Woody's answers? Like very quickly. Uh yeah, yeah. So we obviously last week we. We went over some um, 
some different questions that Woody gave me. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do, Woody, I just want you to to give us Woody's answer. So I want we wanted to hear your side of of the the questions that you because yeah. you asked some cracking questions. So let's hear a bit more about sort of your story in a way. Yeah. Quick fire. I'll try and be quick fire. Yeah. yeah. I'll try not to think about it. Okay. So, uh, have you got your? Do you, do you want me to sort of go over the questions or similar questions to last week? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so first Hull City memory. First Hull City memory was my uncle taking me to a game where we, I can't even remember the result. I think it was against a very lowly team uh, in comp, in League League 2 as it is now. Uh, what Division 3 as it was then. Yeah. Just the... Just the going for fish and chips down um, Springbank, um, the and the blue and uh, sorry the black and yellow, so the black and amber uh, sort of seats at Boothry, um, and just the first time I ever had a crowd atmosphere really. So yeah, not the best memory. Lovely. Um, favorite player of all time. Favorite Hull City player of all time. Yeah. Um, ooh. Uh, as a centre half, I'm gonna go with um, like. Um, no, actually, forget that. I'm gonna go with uh, Giovanni. I think love it. Uh, yeah, mainly because uh, in the Prem. Like he was the first player I think we had who was like who took us to another level. If you know what I mean? Like he yeah. he earned us the right to play in the prem, um, by some of his performances, um, and that goal he scored against Fulham I mentioned last week, um, that for me was a turning point because at that point before that I was thinking we're going to struggle big time in the prem, but when he scored that I thought you know what with this guy we'll be all right. Yeah, sometimes the best thing in life are, are free transfers. Yeah, definitely. Okay, um, favorite all-time Hull City moment. Um, so the two obvious ones are the um, playoff final wins. Yeah, because uh, I know you, I know you're quite like Diami, so I was thinking that you might mention that. Yeah, that goal. Yeah, I mean. The second one, of course, wasn't... I don't think it was as special as the first one for me because, obviously, we've done it before. Um, So, yeah, the Army's goal was great. But I think the Bristol City game was a lot more tense. Um, Yeah, well, we we went that together, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, And, obviously, the the atmosphere was electric. um, And that was my first ever trip to Wembley. Um, And that's got to be up there because... You know, it meant so much to the city um, and the fans. And yeah. I think the game, we just played really well. And obviously, we talk about moments that we mentioned with Bullard, but that Dean Windass folly, you know, you won't see many better goals than that Wembley ever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was insane, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that yeah. for me. And um, and like you, you mentioned it as well, the... It probably the answer to the other question, favourable city goal, but that Giovanni goal against Arsenal, um, 
for me was one of the best moments because we came back from one nil down against Arsenal and he just that goal was just phenomenal and I remember thinking you know Arsenal are in, on the ropes here they are stunned yeah. so yeah <laughs> they've got to be up there well I was going to go into the next the, the goal actually favourite goal so would you say that's your favourite goal as well yeah yeah okay right couple of different ones here yeah um, first of all we'll go for Biggest heartbreak as a Hull City fan? Um, For example, it could be a, a goal or a moment, or it could be a little bit like mine, uh, where like Sam Ricketts left the club, or you know, for example, or Bear just got injured, or it could be you know uh, Santi Carzola goal, FA Cup final, it could be anything like that. Just a general heartbreak as a Hull fan. Yeah, definitely, definitely the FA Cup final um, when we conceded. That free kick, uh, the Cazola one. Um, but I think in general, like it was just like ecstasy to agony on it, you know. Yeah. Like I think it's a tough one because I was in Thailand at the time, and I was a bit like, oh, I wish I'd. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like if we'd have won, I'd have been like, I wasn't there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so it was yeah, a bit of a strange one. Like, um, if we ever do get to the final again, like, I will be there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I work. Like, I, like... Well, we got the EFL trophy this year. <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick point on that, because I've done some research into that. We got a bit of <laughs> stick, didn't we? Thanks to Dave for the, uh, the comment. <laughs> yeah, we got a bit of stick from John's dad. Because uh, <laughs> he was like, we don't know the full trophy format, so we we need to do our research. So, yeah. <laughs> so we, I have done my research, and as in fantastic, it, um, we play three group games, um, and the under twenty threes that are in our group, they always play at home. So, um, and yeah, like John said last week. Three points for a win, one point for a draw, penalties to decide the extra point, um, and then it goes into a knockout after the league. Um, Wet foul, boy. Yeah, I think you, you, in credit to you, you knew a lot more than I did because I didn't even know that you got an extra point for winning the pens. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks for the feedback, Dave. Anyway, we always try and improve <laughs> on the pen. <laughs> okay, right. Going to, I've got an, another different last question. Yeah. So, you've been given a free ticket to a Hull City game. Mm. You can pick anybody, past or present, uh, you know, any celebrity, could be anyone in the world that you want to take to a Hull City game. Yeah. Uh, who would it be and why? Like just any any like a friend or a celebrity. You know, it a celebrity. could be a friend. It could be a celebrity. Uh, you know, a family member. It could be past or or present. You know, uh, it could be a- anybody. Uh, it could be sentimental. It could just it, you know, could be anybody. It's like your, it's like your ultimate dinner guest in a way, but it's to sort of take them to a you know a, a nice home league game against Fleetwood Town. I think I'm gonna go like quite smart here. And I'm gonna pick someone like maybe go like Elon Musk. Uh, okay. Because I feel like if we if I took him to a game, he might buy the club. <laughs> Fantastic uh, answer there. <laughs> and I think I feel like 
even if he didn't buy the club, him being there would attract a bit of attention. Yeah, and like the Tesla Stadium. Yeah, who knows? Oh, how sick would that be? <laughs> I mean, well, KCOM have uh, uh, they've ended the sponsorship agreement, haven't they? So uh, yeah, <laughs> Elon, Elon, if you're listening to the podcast, which we know you are, yeah, get yourself down. Yeah, uh, once to let fans back in, of course. Yeah, give us a ring, mate, and we'll we'll hook you up. Yeah, if you if you're waiting to get in the ground, Elon, um, you can subscribe to Tigers TV for ten pound a game. Yeah, so you can watch us up until then. Yeah, or you can follow <laughs> us. Um, at Wise Men Say, um, the podcast Hull City, yeah, Hull City podcast, Wise Men Hull, Wise Men Say Hull. And just another one on that uh, Twitter, actually. I think Alex, we need to. And credit to you, Alex, you've been doing uh, pretty much all of the Twitter work. So you've been great. I think we need a poll out there for Bullard. Well, was he sort of unlucky with injuries? Was it like you know? We'll, we'll split the 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 opinion and see what our listeners think because I think that's quite a good talking point to come back on yeah definitely okay. so uh, thanks Alex for your answers and uh, we'll get some more questions from you next week yeah uh, right let's finish with some predictions two two games coming up we'll predict yeah we've got crew at home yeah and West Ham away in the next round of the cup should we just do quick so, predictions do you think I'm thinking yeah we'll just do a, we've been on for a while so we'll do a quick Prediction. Uh, I'm going to go for uh, another win. Uh, I think that the momentum's going to come. I think after the 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 pace and the the just incredible performance that we 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 put in against Leeds, that will radiate through to those players who didn't play, and will you know it'd be a full squad lift. And I'm going for a three nil win. Comprehensive. Yeah. I'm going slightly more conservative and I'm going to go for a 2-1 win against Crew. Okay. But I think nice. uh, I think I'm going to like for West Ham game I'm going to go say I hope I hope the same thing happens again where I'm going to predict like a 2-0 loss to West Ham but I hope I hope that I'm wrong again like I was against yeah. Leeds. Um I'm going to go for a 2-1 I think it's going to be a bit closer and I think it's going to be one of those where we do perform really well. But I just see somebody, you know, playing somebody like Haller who's not had that much confidence getting a goal that he sort of needs, that that sort of... Yeah, maybe Yamalai as well. Yeah, someone like that really sort of coming in with a a, a scrappy sort of goal and, and, and breaking our hearts quite late on, but... I think it'll be a valiant performance and hopefully, like you said, hopefully we're wrong and we can just predict us to lose all the way through to the final and then win it. So, yeah. who knows? And then you get your, your next visit to Wembley in the EFL Cup rather than the EFL Trophy. Yeah, let's have it. <laughs> okay, right. Well, um, let's wrap it up there, I think. do you? Yeah. Okay, thank, well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, again, like as we say, we're always trying to improve the podcast. So, be sure to subscribe to it, see it improve. We're two episodes in now and really enjoying it. So yeah. help us out. Yeah. Um, it, we're on all podcast platforms. Uh, and you can also follow us on Twitter. Just search for the Wise Men Say podcast. I think it's at Hull City Podcast. And we'll we'll put a poll on there for you to vote on as well. But thanks for joining us. And we look forward to presenting again next week. Yeah, thank you very much. Wise Men Say 
Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.